0: Sometimes cars do things for you that are meant to be helpful but they're not what you want. I stopped the other day because I thought I saw something, it was at night, that was just a little suspicious and I thought that I might just uh, just see what happens and if need be then I can perhaps pass it on to the police or so on. So I stopped the car, it was the new Mini the Mini Cooper, pulled over, turned the engine off and because as soon as I did that the interior lights came on. I was lit up like a Christmas tree. That's not what I wanted. Now, I have the disadvantage of only having the car for a week, so to turn the lights off became difficult. Do cars do things for you that annoy you, even though they try to be helpful? Rob Fraser, of course, our good colleague, uh, helps me talk about this. Rob, have I hit a nerve there?
1: Uh, David, yes. I, I, it's, it's one of my pet bugs, actually. Cars that, that think they're more intelligent than you are.
0: Yes. By the way, I mentioned this to somebody and they said, what were you stalking? <laughs> I want to clarify, it was Civic Duty. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to do the right thing. Uh, the other one I hate is when you get into a car and turn the ignition on and the radio comes back on a preset level. Now, the first thing in the morning as I get up and go out and are worrying about backing the car, I don't want to think about the radio. I wanted to remember that I turned it off the night before. Does that annoy you? Yeah, look, that one, that
1: one annoys me as well. And the other one... The noise be some cars you jump into when you hop on the Bluetooth they will mute the radio automatically mm. and others the radio will just keep blaring away, so you've got to turn it down yourself.
0: The other thing is if I'm listening to a podcast and I think no, I don't want that so I press the the touch screen to go to the next one and it just pauses it. It doesn't go to the next one.
1: Yeah, it's just tiny little things which the user interface, in some cases with the cars, is frustrating. Now, another one that bugs me is, and again, probably more an issue because we swap cars so often, if you are looking or or listening to some satellite navigation instructions and the phone goes, in some cars it will just completely remove the screen so you can't even see where you go and there's no instructions. Yes. And you're trying to tell the person to get off and all of a sudden they're talking away and you've, you've missed the last right turn for 18 kilometres. Yes. <laughs> and so there are little things that frustrate you. You know, one thing that actually did frustrate me the most was when I was picking up my girls from school. Sorry, David, you've started me on a process here.
0: <laughs> Don't hold back, Rob. <laughs> oh, tell me what you think.
1: I'm going to roll. Is, is cars automatically lock doors these days and that's a good thing. Hmm. But the unlock button in almost every car is in a totally different position mm. and so when I went to pick up the girls from school and it happened often when it was raining I'd pull up and I'd be looking at it and going where's the unlock button and they're outside giving me those filthy looks that only teenage girls can give you yes and I'm trying to find the unlock button for the door which is in a different place in every car and some cars don't even have them you have to actually open the door to unlock all of the all of the
0: doors and if you lean over and unlock the passenger door at the front it may not unlock the one at the back Absolutely. Here's another one. The Hyundai SUVs, a couple of them, have this lovely thing that if you're carrying, well, it helps very much if you're carrying your shopping to the back of the car. If you stand at the back of the car and have the key fob in your pocket, it'll detect you're there and it will open it. Now, that's fine, except the other day I got out of the car and waited around the back of the car for someone who's going to pick up and, boosh, I suddenly got thumped in the back because the door opened. At least it works
1: for you. I, I end up looking like a long-necked goose doing some sort of a weird dance, kicking my leg behind the car, and it never works for me. So
0: That's the one where you wave your foot under the bumper bar to try and get yep. it to open. How many times have you stood in a shopping centre doing the hokey pokey? Yeah, I, I give
1: up. I just – some of that technology. And, and while we're talking about those rear doors – Again, when you're picking up somebody or whatever, you pull up and you press the button to open the rear hatch, and it won't open until you turn the engine off.
0: Yes, and had the doors locked, and I don't know. I reckon it's at least 60% of the rear hatch buttons don't work for me. Yeah, it's like Microsoft. To turn it off, you've got to go Control Alt Delete. You know, you've got to do some sort of process that defies logic but if you're in the know it's like working with adobe software if you're in the know you've got it down pat but to get in the know is now taking hours and hours and hours perhaps trying to even cope with an incomprehensible user manual
1: and i think it's probably as we said before probably exacerbated by the fact that we do swap cars and if it was your own car as you said with the mini you would work out how to have that light turned on or off but but something that's for all vehicles. Hmm. How many times do you actually grab a couple of bags of shopping, stick them on the front passenger seat, drive off, and all of a sudden the seatbelt ding, ding, ding is going off, and you're while you're driving, you pull over, you're trying to lift one of the bags off so that it stops going off, and hmm. it just it drives you nuts at times.
0: It might not be just for those of us who swap cars every week. If we are going to a world where we share cars or we use Uber-type cars or local renter cars more, getting into a car that you don't know is going to be a challenge in many cases throughout your daily life.
1: Absolutely spot on. And absolutely spot on, and because a lot of those vehicles are very different, and you know, everything is in a different place in every different car. So you're right, you're right. The, the other thing that I find frustrating is when you're driving along and a car will bing at you, <laughs> and you have no idea what it's binging for. Yes. And so you look down at the dash, and you know some light disappears, and you think, what was that? And then it bings again, and you've got no idea, and it keeps binging at you, and you go, and you go, what is wrong with this car? Mm.
0: I had one that showed me a little symbol, and I thought the symbol looked like Aladdin's lamp. It turned out it was two cars very close together because the adjustable cruise control wasn't working or something. But I had to go home and do a lot of research to try and understand what that symbol meant. That's another story anyway. Uh, Rob, I raised this off-the-cuff topic. I wondered if we might get a little bit of comment about it. I think we've raised an issue that needs to be taken further.
1: You're right, David, it's probably best not to start me too much on it.
0: <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Rob, thanks for your time. Thanks, David. That's Rob Fraser talking about the things that we hate on cars where they try to be helpful but end up like a two-year-old child making a whole mess of things.